All right, happy to have you along. This is another edition of Tech Watch, where we keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. Brought to you by NetworkProvidersInc.com. Also, you can check out NPITechGuys.com. We've updated the website. It's pretty sweet, ladies and gentlemen. You can click and see all the podcasts, all the show notes, listen to your heart's content. Uh, you can also click a button, a toggle, if you will, and it swaps to the news. Brought to you by NetworkProvidersInc.com. And then you click the button and you go back to the podcast. You can see both. It works great on your phone, on your computer, on every device. We've also Very added nice. the ability to listen anywhere. You can listen on Apple. You can listen on Spotify. You can listen on um, iTunes. You can I mean, everywhere. Uh, you can listen. Uh, it's great, great stuff. Welcome to the broadcast, Jay. Well, happy holiday tech season to you. Now we're officially in it, right in the midst of the holiday season. That means bye, bye, bye. Well, to some people, it definitely does. Not to me. For, but. for me, it does not. It means be very, very, very careful because your want list is much bigger than your wallet. Yeah, <laughs> and your house to fit it in. Oh, good point. All right. Um, anyway, there's an interesting topic that I want to discuss today, Jay. And uh, I, I, I look for things that are tech, but I don't want to always be tech geeks. Okay? There will be broadcasts where we'll talk a lot about security. There will be broadcasts where we talk a lot about unique tech uh, software and uh, business use and all those kind of things. We're going to be adding more and more and more people to the mix. It won't just be Sam and Jay. It'll be a bunch of tech experts coming to the table with all kinds of cool things. But a lot of times I take things that are kind of offbeat. Last show, we talked about cars and Sam advocates for uh, slowing down, not only in cars, but life in general. Jay advocates for speeding things up using high tech to make things uh, super efficient through coordination. And I think both have their merits. It's not a who's right question. It's kind of a philosophical discussion of, you know, how do we get some of both? How do we slow down and make our lives less stressful, but yet have efficient, incredible technology that actually speeds up needful things? I have a hunch. That's really what we all want, right? I have a hunch about which one society is going to decide on, Sam, and I've got bad news for you. Well, you're going to say they're going to go for speeding up, but in general, I think you're right. Yeah. Tech's going to make that happen. There's no question. However, I hope we learn a lesson, though, to say, let's make tech more efficient. Let's let tech serve us, not own us. Let's make tech make things more efficient and faster. But let's also, in our personal lives, find ways to use that wisely to kind of slow down a little bit and reduce stress in our own personal lives. Always Can't smart. the speed up of tech slow down the day-to-day life and the demands on me personally? It's if supposed tech is done to. right, it sure can. It's supposed to, but it doesn't usually work that way. It usually ends up uh, not freeing us up for more leisure time, but just adding to the plate, right? Yeah, and I'm advocating for us to be wise about tech and say, let these things speed up. Let these things become more efficient. Let these things occur. But let's slow down in our personal life. You know what? I don't need to have that you know, uh, updated document to you right now. It's okay if it takes a little bit to get it to you. But because of technology, it can decrease my workload, and it can increase my efficiency, and it can increase the quality of my output. It can use my intelligence uh, plus a variety of other high-tech tools, AI, and a whole lot more. Uh, and, and, man, I can, I can just be a superhuman in a lot of ways and less to, stressed while doing it. You don't even have Imagine to share that, that document, Sam. You don't have to share it even. You, we can collaborate on it in real time now with tech. Yeah. Hopefully with our minds. Yeah. All right. Anyway, there's another topic that I want to bring up that I think is just as fascinating, just as high tech, but just as 
uh, in a way, off tech that relates to the stress reduction that we're looking for, Jay. You know, a lot of people are in pain. A lot of people have stress, even though we say that the medical industry has done wonders, and it really has. That's another technology discussion we'll have uh, in one of these broadcasts soon of how we've really brought some incredible technology to the table. Definitely thankful for really, it. really, really is just incredible. We're thankful for it. It's amazing. Well, here's a new uh, research study, and it says this. Your favorite bittersweet tunes may help relieve pain better than even unfamiliar relaxing music. So if I'm a rock guy and I jam out to my rock tunes, it can bring me less stress. It can relieve pain better than, they say, the easy listening and smooth music. I believe that. They say participants in a small study said that pain um, is made less unpleasant by about nine points on a hundred point scale when they were listening to their quote preferred music research has long suggested that music can help lower pain and pain's perception because really pain oftentimes is perception that's why the same pain on a factual scale can give one person more pain than another right pain right. tolerance is the is the question they say that it can lower pain perception without medication and could even help babies tolerate, you know, prick tests. You know, when they get born, they do these prick tests of their heels about their blood and all this stuff. Right. Anyway, they say emerging research has also found that music might change our experience of certain types of discomfort. So now we're going beyond pain. They're exploring new dimensions of the, quote, psychology of music. And uh, the music listening experience that has not been as well studied to date in terms of discomfort and or pain relief. They say the data we have now is limited but very strong. It's a fascinating uh, discussion, Jay. And I have a little twist that I'll bring up in a second that relates to this that really is fascinating. I can uh, definitely but anyway, see your that. thoughts about this first. I can definitely see that. A 9% reduction um, when, you, when you're listening to something you're familiar with, it brings back nostalgia, feelings of home, um, you know, I, it puts you in a better mood. I, I think that's definitely um, not just plausible, but almost to be expected. I, I'm, I think that their data showed them exactly what they probably thought going into it. I think they thought, uh, what the study said is they thought going into it that it would matter, but they thought in the past that if you listen to, say, easy listening music or softer music or whatever else, that that would make a bigger difference. And they're finding out that's not really true. It's more the connection, as you mentioned, more the soothing, the memories that it brings up, the nostalgia, that plays a bigger part than the kind of music that you're listening to. And right. that would be different for me or for you based on our likes, right? Yeah. It reminds me of um, there are systems where people, uh, you call in, you get put on hold. If they know your demographic, they will play music from when you were a kid in your uh, anywhere from like 10 to 18 years old because that's the music you're going to resonate with. And it makes your whole time seem less if they do that. They're even doing that in the stores too, for example, if just say, a clothing store where it's for teenagers, but they know mom and teenagers go there together. So if you listen to their playlist, it'll have some things for mom, some things yeah, for teenagers, exactly. some things for this and that, some new things, some old things. And, 
and they do that on purpose uh, for that very reason. Um, but it's also interesting, and I know quite a bit about this, believe it or not. When people are in a good realm. mood, they open up their wallet. Yeah, and they, they feel better about it. And so this makes perfect sense. Yeah, but I know this from a completely different realm than most people. So I'm a blind person, Jay, as you know. Uh, and others don't may not know that. I'm totally blind. And I, I just, I bring that up not because it matters, but once in a while it has can't tell on the radio, wrong. Sam. I, did, I didn't know, really. That's right. And a lot of times people can't <laughs> even tell on TV. They just wonder why I don't look at the camera. It's because I'm right. scared of the camera. That's why. No. Um, but here's the interesting thing. I went to guide dog school to get a guide dog. And when you go get a guide dog, um, they raise and train the dog to be a guide. Uh, and it takes, you know, from the time the dog's born to about 18 months, that kind of range, before they get uh, placed with a person to be a guide dog. And it takes all that time and training. Well, that's a lot of work. There's a, gazillion things, there's a gazillion things that go into that training. Teaching them not to eat food they're not supposed to eat. Teaching them to not trigger on things they're not supposed to trigger on. Be scared of. Um, you know, they get acclimated around cars and in restaurants and with people and all kinds of different things. Well, I don't know if you know this, but they use music in the dog kennels for certain purposes. I did not know that. And there's really psychology that's behind all this. So when they want the dogs to just mellow out because they're going to be there, um, they play soft, mellow, gentle, quiet, you know, you and I would say snore music, put you to sleep music. Easy listening. <laughs> yeah, easy listening. Yep. But when they want the dogs to get all excited and play, they crank up the dance tunes, buddy. And the dogs get up and literally play and run around and <laughs> do all this kind of stuff. And believe it or not, there's a whole psychology behind it that it teaches the dogs to mirror what people do in life. Huh. Right. Before you go to bed, you watch TV or listen to something soothing. You kind of turn down the lights and you kind of wind down. Well, the dogs learn to wind down that way, right? When it's time to get up in the morning and the alarm clock goes off and the, you know, you always see the movie, the alarm clock goes off and the tunes get on and someone's jumping in the shower and jumping, running to work and their car won't start. And so they go on the bus or they, and people are just, and then they, they lose their phone and it's like all chaotic. And well, anyway, the, the music always accompanies that in a movie. Well, this is real and there's science behind all this stuff, even to the point where when they train assistance dogs, they use this music to help the dog's minds understand and follow what they want to mirror uh, fitting in well with the lives of people. It's fascinating. That is interesting. But that's why I know so much about it. And so when I saw this article, I went, that is interesting. Soon we're going to have that AI. That is cool. We'll have AI that will just manage our playlist for us. So when we're winding down, it'll be easy listening. And when we're rushing to work, it'll be, you know, jamming tunes no, from Rocky. I don't want that. I want yeah. to choose my own music. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will learn. It will learn what you like, Sam, and that's what it will play. Well, if it really obeys me, then I'm fine. If it starts to have me obey it, then I'm starting to lose interest fast. It'll be like the soundtrack. And that's of really Sam. one of the big. That's one of the really, you know, battles that we're up against. Believe, believe it or not, I had an, an MRI recently on my neck, and if you go into one of those machines, Jay, it is claustrophobic in those things, man. Oh yeah. You lay down, People your arms freak. are by your side. It's almost like a straight jacket. Your head's in this like thing that holds your head steady. If you have music, you have headphones on, and the headphones barely fit. Where your get, head just cannot move. Don't, don't they, I thought you can't have anything metal in there. Like, How do they get headphones and drivers and speakers and stuff inside there? I don't know. I'm just telling you that they, they do it. I've but heard of that stuff pulling out people's fillings and pacemakers and things like that before. 
Well, yeah, it does all kind of things. So, I, you know, I had to take off my wedding ring and all that kind of stuff to go do this. Well, anyway, the reason I'm telling you this is because I am a very claustrophobic person. I kind of freak. I, I, I just cannot deal with these small spaces and stuff. I don't, I don't like to be restricted. Let's just say that. I'm kind of a free guy, you know? Well, anyway, so I do this because I have to because I got to get this MRI. Um, and the reason I'm telling you this whole story is because it relates to this music discussion. And so they say, do you want music? And I say, absolutely. And they say, what do you want? And I always give them some hard rock tunes. I've and the reason I do the hard rock tunes. Music guy, Sam. Oh, well, I love country music. The problem is a lot of the country music is quieter songs. And when you have that machine going, Wah, while your music's going, you uh-huh. can't hear half the country music. So you're right. I would pick country music if it was just my own environment. But I pick the rock tunes and, because then I can tell them to turn it up. And so then what I do when I get kind of a little panicky, a little claustrophobic, and I'm going, man, I, I, I need out of here. Then I just start listening to this rock music and just paying attention to the guitar solo or do the keyboard along, jam. Sam? or the No, because your head's in this <laughs> thing and you got this. Oh, you got to be still, right? You got to be still and you got this thing and you got this thing right above your face, though, too. Right? Like there's this grid that's got cameras in it that's right inches above your face. I mean, look, you're locked into this thing. It's not a comfortable position, really. Yeah. And then they got a pillow under your knees so your back doesn't hurt as much, but it makes it even more claustrophobic, right? What they really don't want you doing is moving your feet all around. Yeah. They don't want <laughs> so, you shifting around. Anyway, anyway, all I'm telling you is so I put on this music and. Whenever my mind starts to just get a little bit uncomfortable, like I want out of here, then I just start listening to the guitar solo or listening to the, the song or, you know, listening to the lyrics or the melody or the harmonies. And pretty soon time goes by and then I come back to the panic mode a little bit where I'm like, hey, I want out of here. And then I go, you know what? I was fine when I put my mind on the good. The next song comes. Oh, I know this song. And then before you know it, the guy goes, you're done. I'm like, well, beautiful. Let and that me is. out of here and let me out of here now. Anyway, that's the whole point, right? That's easing the pain, so to speak, of that claustrophobic experience. Pain, yeah. yeah. So it goes totally. right along with that. Now I have it on anyway. on good word that, that when you exercise you it's kind of the same thing, like jamming tunes and, and stuff too, right? Well, so I ride a uh, I ride a stationary bike for literally thirty to fifty minutes um, most days of the week. Is it a Peloton? Everybody you know, that's a, the rage all these days. Um, no, it's a Schwinn. Okay. And it is a, uh, like, I don't know what they call them. I think they're like a fan bike. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, air resistance bike, right? An air resistance bike, yep. Some of them call them fan bikes, but yeah. And the one that I have has arms that move. So your arms move as you pedal. I gotcha. So your arms swing and, back and your and forth. legs are working at the same time. So anyway, I ride that thing about probably 15 miles per hour, 30 to 50 minutes a time. And I usually do it two, three, four times a week. How fast do you get up to? 35 well, like miles an you, hour? I go about, I go about 15 <laughs> miles per hour. Uh, you need to keep going 35, according to our last show, you know. I know, but I can't bike that <laughs> fast, dude. That's crazy fast on a bicycle. Oh, yeah. To go 50 minutes, 35 miles per hour. 20 miles an hour is crazy fast on a bike. Okay, so I go like 15 for reals, 13 to 15 miles it's per good hour. Good pace, good pace. And it's a good pace, but it's not crazy, but it's a good pace. Well, here's what I do. I turn up the tunes. And I sing to the tunes while I'm riding my bike. And it's really hard because when you're riding your bike fast, it's hard to breathe. I mean, you're breathing, right? It's good you're getting breathing your heart rate exercise. And you're breathing. Yeah. That's right. But I sing at the same time. And so it's really hard to hold notes and breathe and get your timing while you're singing right and ride this bike. It makes no. it 10 times harder. You may have said this. And I, I do it on it. purpose. Are you using headphones or open air speakers, though? No. 
open air speakers. Oh, okay. Then. then you're all good. It'd be more fun is if yeah. you're wearing headphones and the people are walking by. What is Sam doing? <laughs> no, but I'm in my house though. Right. So I don't go to a gym where everybody can hear me and see me act like a fool. That makes sense. This is <laughs> this is all private. Um, but anyway, I'm just saying. So I'm singing at the top of my lungs, pedaling this bike 13 miles per hour for 50 minutes, and time goes by though because the song comes on. I start singing and pedaling, and then when the, it's interesting how this happens too, and I don't consciously do this, but I'm consciously aware that it happens. So I don't intentionally do it, but I'm aware that it's occurring. When the fast parts of the songs go, I pedal faster. Right. And when, you know, this kind of stuff, and when they start to rock out or they start to hit high notes, man, I just start getting into it and pedaling faster. And sometimes I do go 20 miles per hour. It doesn't last long because it spurts. you playing right? like the Bee Gees, staying alive and kicking yeah. it up, right? Yeah. Or what's the, uh, there's a term for that when you basically speed up really quick for, a, I don't know, a, a 30 seconds to a minute, and then you slow back down. Oh, there's a word for it. Something training. Yeah. I, I know what it's you're like talking acronym. about. I it's can't not remember tempo, what it's called right now. Anyway, um, and, and I do that uh, uh, for my bike and stuff like that. But I bring that all up because it relates to the music. Well, it relates to coming uh, full circle. It, the music yeah. makes the time pass faster, makes you more the, the experience more enjoyable, probably yeah, more than nine percent. Actually, it right? doesn't make the time go faster at all. I know it makes it feel faster, though. Right. That's right. It, it is perceptively faster. And that's the whole point about the music and time the perception of pain. And it changes the perception and it changes the perception of time too. your points. Well taken things you love to do. Time flies. Yeah. Things you hate to do. Time goes super slow. Right. Absolutely. That's why when Sam Bushman talks about tech and works on tech, time flies by. I work for 30 hours and sometimes go in. I forgot to eat. However, if I'm sitting in class, in school, and I'm just sitting there and some person's droning on, dude, five (laughs) minutes is like 30 hours. (laughs) Right. That's just my nature, I guess, right? But uh, perception matters. And and I want to apply it in the final minutes of this show to tech. Because, you know, tech is kind of like that. If you don't like tech, it's frustrating. If you love tech, it's fascinating. Most people are on the frustrating side of the equation. There's a few people who like tech, but most people, they like tech when it works, not when it's got trouble. And so a great tech day for an IT technician or an IT professional or consultant like myself, a great day is when no one calls me with tech problems or questions. That's when you and can I, you know, at, at work first on they would look solutions. at me and think, you're just lazy, Sam. Right. You're just sitting around. No, it's because I've done such a good job that nobody has a complaint. What it lets me do now is I get to spend my time anticipating what might happen next that could give them any problems or difficulty or frustration or pain. Uh, And I can do my very best to try to head that off before it ever happens. And that's really where tech shines and where IT guys do the best job, Jay. Absolutely, because you're not only are you looking for future solutions and improving things, but there's a lot of um, mundane things that have to be done, backups and, and logs and cleaning things out and uh, that stuff. And so if you're doing IT right, um, you people are just thinking, man, well, what are we even hiring you for? Because uh, everything seems to be going swimmingly lately. It's because you're doing your job right and you're, you're doing those preventative measures and you're being proactive and taking the steps that you need to to make sure that everything continues to run smoothly uh in the latest sporting world in the high school world 
they're trying to get everybody to kind of back off and not be so in everybody's face. They're trying to get people to slow down, like I was talking about. A little less intense, a little bit, you know, parents a little less crazy if their boy doesn't play or a little less critical of the refs. And so they have this new initiative in our area. They say, we do rowdy right, okay. which means we don't criticize the other teams. We just cheer for our team. We don't down the other guys. We don't talk negative about the refs if they make a mistake. We just we do rowdy right. We have a lot of fun, and we do rowdy right. And so I want to apply that and say we do tech right. Yep. When things are going smooth for those, you know, who we work for. Uh, when Sam has an easy, smooth day, it's because we're doing tech right. It's because we're really doing the things that make things go well for you. If you don't think about tech, it's just working for you. It's an awesome day for a guy like me. Yep. I just feel like, man, I'm doing a great job. And it might be that I'm not as busy. I'm not in quadrant one scramble mode. I'm more in the planning mode, the preparedness mode, the look ahead mode, the anticipation mode, the... I get time to then find out how to make things even smoother and better and more efficient for you mode rather than fixing a problem mode. And so I, I, I spent time on this at the end of this, um, I don't know, discussion of music and then the last one about slowing life down and everything else because I think we all want to just make things smooth and uh, comfortable. And, and the way we do that in tech is by taking care of the things behind the scenes that you don't know about, you don't see, you're not even aware of. That's okay. Well, they still need to be done. There's times when there's going to be scramble. I mean, when things break down and you, there are problems, but it's the oh, sure. planning and the procedures and the things you put into place that that makes that scramble time very effective and resolves the problem all the quicker when you can make that happen because you've not only addressed the situation and you have backups and you have procedures to handle this but you have it down it's been practiced and you know exactly what to do and exactly how to fix the problem and uh, that stuff goes a long way to getting getting people back up and, and lowering the downtime so that when the problem hits you're not down for three days waiting on a new router you had a backup and you were already prepared for this and you backed up the configs on your old router you know two weeks ago and you know in in 30 minutes you're you're back online and the whole business is running so there's what's called an expensive meltdown scramble. That's the non-planned kind. Then there's the scramble, but it's not super expensive, and it's not meltdown because we've done a great job. Right. And that's the one we like to see and we like to work towards. Sometimes, that, you know, things happen. And things can be out of your hands, too. Or, you know, it could be an upstream provider. It could be a natural disaster. There's things that you can't um, always anticipate everything, but there's a lot of proactive steps that we as IT people can take to prepare for the majority of problems like a natural disaster and make sure we have off-site backups and everything else that needs to be done. I used to do a little bit of IT for a military guy, and he always used to say, Sam, are you having a good day? Yeah, I'm doing great, sir. He says, do you have three of everything? And I'm like, no. He goes, you better get three of everything or you're going to have a bad day. That's right. <laughs> One is none in the in the what we're talking about you know when we say three um usually what that means is is the one two three rule is have three backups two of them or at least two different mediums like not all on cd for example and one of them off-site so that's the three two one rule of backups yeah and it's also applies to equipment too though i mean if you have a bunch of computers in the field you're going to need to have a few computers in case one goes down so you can pop another machine in there and you've got to have those yeah. things ready and that's a lot of what we do on tech. And so when you see the IT guy, ladies and gentlemen, and he's listening to his favorite tunes, and you think he's doing nothing, don't judge him so quick. If tech is running smooth, 
He probably deserves a raise. Don't be critical. Don't just think he's doing nothing. Because I guarantee you, if things are running smooth, it isn't true. You'll know you got a bad IT guy when he's um, when you've got all kinds of problems, and he's not fixing them quickly or on top of them right away. And then you know you've got a problem. If you're having problems daily, all the time with weird stuff, you know that's another thing to check out. But the folks over at Network Providers Inc. can take good care of you, security-wise, and everything else. NPITechGuys.com is our website. Check it out. Share the broadcast with your friends. Email us any ideas you may have. Talk at TechWatchRadio.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. Hey, make it a great tech day, will you?